0: Good morning everyone, welcome back, coming to you live from the CBS community cable of Summers in Philadelphia, beautiful, lovely, lively Friday morning, Reish Chaydash. Reish Chaydesh Av, so always with bittersweet feelings that we approach Reish Chaydesh Av, on the other, on the one hand, on the one hand it's nine days, the first day of the nine days, saddest time on the Jewish calendar, on the other hand it is Reish Chaydash. say hello. say hello. there's a... Idea of washing today, I have a shkaidish meal. On the other hand, it's nine days; you don't have a day for your shkaidish meal. On the other hand, it's still shkaidish. So, part of being a Jew is mixed emotions. Part of being a Jew is always having to balance different extremes, going from chas sharing and people suffering to to sharing in their Simchas. And the most important thing is, as we said this morning in davening. This month should bring with us, should bring, Rebbein should bring us this month, Sasim v'simcha, yeshu v'nechama, brachan, atzlacha, parnasav v'chalkalo, everything, R- 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 Rabbi Yisai, should come from the Rebbein and much of it should be tackled chaydash of good news, chaydash of good news and good tidings, and let us continue over here. We are in Chelek Shlishi, Perk and Simen Hey, Gimel, Hey,
1: hey.
0: The first half of this parak, which is the final parak in the third chilek, was discussing what prophecy looks like if you're not Moshe Rabbeinu, if you're, if you're in the category of everyone who's not Moshe. Two categories in Nevi'im. There's Moshe, is one category, and everyone who's not Moshe is the other category. We discussed what prophecy looks like if you're everyone who's not Moshe. What if you're everyone who is Moshe? That's hey. Finally, we're going to con- contrast now We've established up until this point Against Moshe himself Ach The prophecy of Moshe He because that Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy Is on a much higher madrega Than everyone else But higher doesn't just mean higher up the ladder Higher doesn't mean More intense More significant It means as we saw qualitatively higher, not just quantitatively. And the Ramchal explains, first of all, an amazing idea over here. Moshe, when he receives prophecy from the Rebbeinah Sholaylam, doesn't have to go into a trance, doesn't have to leave his perceptions behind, doesn't have to escape his body, doesn't have to go into a meditative state, and uh, which brings with it, as we saw by all the other Navim they go into convulsions, they go into seizures, the body collapses. Every other Navi, that's what happens to him because his body is, A, overwhelmed by the experience, the body can't handle the Navuah, and the Neshama has to depart, detach itself from the body to receive that Navuah. And what the body does receive is too overwhelming for the body, it's getting electrocuted. <clears throat> uh, every other navi is only a cable of communicating with HaKadosh Baruch Hu when his neshama makes that detachment and raises itself above the body. Moshe doesn't need to do that. He remains in full control of his faculties, his senses, and his perceptions. While he is receiving the Navu, he does not have to go into a dream-like state, doesn't have to go into a trance-like state, and it's not his dream seichel. It's not his slumbering seichel that receives the Navu. it's his waking conscious Seichel that receives the Nehuah with the most fullest perception possible. Said differently, you know, to really appreciate appreciate how the Ramchal is describing, characterizing the Nehuah of Moshe, what, 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 what Nehuah's what, Moshe looks like is Moshe could be here with us, having a conversation with us, seeing us, talking to us, perceiving us, and see Hashem at the same time. He doesn't lose focus and sight of his surroundings. He doesn't lose the perception of what's going on right in front of him during the Nebuah prophecy, the experience. He could be receiving Nebuah in communication with the Barhu, but be fully aware of his surroundings. he still be talking to you and I as he's talking to Hashem. That's what Moish is capable of doing. He doesn't have to leave his senses, doesn't have to leave this realm. Ella, He would receive again prophecy, Nebuah from Hashem, Wall is in his normal functioning state, his everyday state. didn't have to go into any trances. And that is what the puzzle means when it says describing Moshe. I speak to Moshe mouth to mouth, face to face. Face to face. What does it mean that he speaks to Moshe face to face? That's the same face that Moshe has for everyone else, the same mouth that the Moshe has for everyone else. The same interaction that Marisha has for everyone else, he has for the Yibayin Sholeilam, nothing has to change, nothing has to go anywhere, nothing has to diminish. Moshe can be in our presence and in Akash Baruch Hu's presence at the same time. What's the Pshat in that? Why is it that every other Navi is a, has to go into this trance, has to go into convulsions and seizures, and the body trembles and shakes, and he doesn't know anything that's going on during his Navuas? It's like, you know, it, it, it's a faint. It's a dead faint. He loses his consciousness. He has to rise up, and it's only the Nisham up there that bonds with Hashem. He has to leave behind his intelligence, and his consciousness stands here. Why does every other Navi have to do that, and Moshe doesn't have to do that? The answer is it's a simple, beautiful idea, and it goes hand in hand with items that we've brought up before. Every Navi has to go into this trance like state because he has to leave his body behind because his body can't handle Navua, his body can't handle that experience. Because his body is too distant from Hashem. A body, in general, is inherently distanced from Akash Baruch Hu. It's a piece of physicality. It's a shtick gashmi, as we would say. It's corporeal. And it's something that on its own veers away from God. Left to its own devices. So, that's what he's in possession of. That's an inherent obstacle to bonding with God that has to be left behind. The body can't handle nevuah. Can't handle nevuah. So, a, it has to be left-minded. B, it's overwhelmed by whatever the soul is experiencing. Yeah. Moshe has a different body. You don't actually see his face, though. That's right. It's, it's imprinted into the consciousness, into yeah, the mind. If you see his face, you die. Right, that's right, that's right. Moshe Rabbeinu, He has a higher physicality. He has a, 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 a bodily existence which is above everyone else, higher than everyone else, different than everyone else, which is capable of receiving the Vua, capable of being a part of that experience without that getting blown away. That's why Misha doesn't have to convulse. That's why he doesn't have to go into Caesars. That's why he doesn't have to leave. Con- his consciousness because his body is a higher body. And to bring Mamish that home, why? in what way is his body a higher body? His body is a body that doesn't have a predilection towards sin. His body is a body that is not interested in physicality. His body, excuse me, is a body that was purified at night and it was not recontaminated. We know all of Klai Yisrael had a purification process in The collective bodies of all members of Klai Yisrael were purified from the contamination of the, of the sin of Adam and Chava and the Nachash. And we all temporarily were given new, new threads, new bodies that were not interested in sin. But by the Chetegel, Gantz Klai Yisrael reincorporated the appreciation for sin back into our existences once again. We reincorporated that and from that moment on, on everyone has a lowly body again. A physical body, a body that veers away on its own devices from God. And it's a body that gets electrocuted during prophecy and it has to be left behind. That's the seizures and the convulsions. Mary Shabayim's body was never recontaminated. He's the only part, member of Christ, that was not involved at all. In the Ched Egel, he re- remained on top of Har Sinai. He remained in a different plane of existence and forevermore until his demise he has a body that is not interested in sin, and that's a body that the body itself can handle that bonding with God, not unlike the bodies that we will all have in the world to come in Oyelam Habav, recreated, reconstituted, not reconstituted, recreated bodies, newly created bodies. Um, that's what Moshe had. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu had. That's why he glows? What? That's why he glows? That's why he glows. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and this is what allowed him to have prophecy with God in a waking state, in a conscious state, as we would be speaking with everyone else. He's, I see, as we see everyone else face to face, he sees God with the same level of perception. So, according to Ramchal, pe al and panim al panim means Moshe bonds with God with his waking consciousness, the the, the conscious seichel, not the slumbering seichel. So, um, how does that work with Avram Avinu? That was before Harsina. Uh, yeah, but that was before the purification also. At Harsina, there was this purification. Before Harsina, everyone is still tainted with the legacy of the sin of Adam and Chavo. Right. So there was about 40 days where Klai was purified. But before then, we were contaminated, and after then, we were contaminated. So, but from what I understand, maybe I'm wrong, but Avram Rabina didn't go into a trans He did. He didn't see God the way Moshe saw God. Abraham is in the other category. Remember, there's two categories: all prophets that are Moshe Rabbeinu, and, um, and everyone that's not Moshe Rabbeinu. But then Abraham is in the same category. What about what about the instance when Abraham, after his birth, got visited by the angels? Yeah, wasn't that a form of prophecy because nope. he was being told, angels, not God. But he was being delivered a message from God by the angels, right? But isn't that what prophecy is? Nope. Stan, you know better than that. Prophecy is when the angels are giving me a message from God? No. Prophecy, we know. We've heard this so many times, right? The angels are just a conduit for God's light going through them. It's not a message. I can give you a message from God, too. You have a message from God, Stan? But that's not prophecy, right? That wasn't prophecy. That was just angels delivering a message. Well, I think you got it. I think, I, 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 I don't think you're really confused. I think you, got it. you have it worked out over here. Okay. Okay. Um, let's go on. So first of all, Moshe's uh, experience of prophecy with revelation amazing. Half of a fellow, half of a fellow is happening when Moshe is in a conscious waking state. He doesn't need to go into a trance. He doesn't need to go into any kind of, you know, seizures. And not only that, when Moshe bonds with God, when he has this tveikos, he is, gets the closest that's humanly possible to having that Tzvekus experience of the through only one lens. Only one filter. And the Atma Mitzuch Tzachas. The one filter that he does perceive God through is highly polished gleams, no scratches, no impurities, no damage whatsoever. One lens, and that lens itself is as pure and as and polished as possible. But we see even Moshe Rabbeinu needs one lens. Even Moshe does need a lens. Even Moshe can't have Nebuchadnezzar where it's just Moshe and Hashem, even Moshe has to have level. one level, one lens in between, exactly. But, but that lens is as polished as possible, but it is still a lens. If Moshe is on such a high matricity, why does you still need a lens? Because again, no one mortal can ever have total consonants, total dvekos with God, because he's still a person. He's still outside God. And The very fact that we're a person ultimately does put a wedge does put a barrier and, and that's something that is insurmountable in totality there's always going to be a little bit of a differential between us and God being the fact that God is God and we are we so that is that final uh, that final lens that, that only that one lens that Moshe himself needed to have um that was the aspaclaria. But it's it's as clear as possible. And now a question was asked a very long time ago that we finally have the answer to. If even Moshe can't see, it's a positive, it's, prison can't see me and live. That's what that, that what it refers to, is this idea that there's got to be always something in the way. Because if you're alive, i.e. if you're a separate person, then there's epis, a barrier, a differential between God and man. And even for Moshe. So what does it mean that Moshe sees Hashem face-to-face? Face-to-face. The Ramchal just gave us the answer. What does it mean that he sees Hashem face-to-face if there's going to be one lens, one filter in the way? Face-to-face means with waking consciousness, with his seichel. He, he didn't have to go into a trance. He didn't have to go into a slumber. He spoke to God the way we speak to each other. That's what it means. That's what peal, pe'al means. That's what panam Pan means. Okay. V'Chain. Um, The information that he received, he received with clarity, and not through riddles. All the other neviim and being that everything is stepped down, lens upon lens, filter, 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 filter. What's left behind, we saw something that's fuzzy, that's that's cloudy, um, that has to be deciphered. Riddles, mysteriousnesses, Meshach gets things with total clarity. No mysteriousnesses. Meshach says Hashem, when I speak to maisha, speak to maisha through a clear vision and not through riddles. So I am reading this morning with the edition that has the Nikudas they put the Nikudas in the wrong place. Actually, the Nikudas supposed to be loy, not lu. See, this is uh, I don't have my edition here this morning, and the Pintolach, they 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 they, they miss they miss uh, typed, and mis vowelized the Pintolach. It says lu, it's supposed to be loy. Two different words, but anyway, okay. Anyone that's out there. At, at home with uh, with a vowelized edition of Ter Hashem, this should be read loy. Even with Moshe, he has to receive it on 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 uh, his terms according to his seichel, but he still gets things with, with super refined clarity, much more and way beyond the other neviim. He sees the, the the visions, the images are um, are excuse me visualized in that mirror, that vision that he receives from the Rebadi like Arthur said he's not really seeing God himself he's seeing information of God as it is accepted and received by his mind and that's what's coming through this through this filter but that vision that image that he receives during the prophecy of Hashem's radiance he receives with total clarity, total accuracy, and total in, in, in a very clear and sharp way, not in a fuzzy way. Mm-hmm. As one who sees through a lens or through filters, that is totally polished, totally refined, with no damage, no no uh scratches whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And regarding this the Pasik says, Hashem yabit, Moshe beheld the image of God. What does it mean he saw the image of God, the picture of God? God doesn't have a picture. It means he saw God's information, God's wisdom, what God was sharing with him, God's prophecy, as clear and as sharp as an image, a picture that you hold in front of you. You're able to see the whole thing with total, with, with total, totally for what it is. It's referring to the level of perception that Moshe had, says, says the Ramchal. Not that he saw a picture of God. There's no such thing as a picture of God. But it means, he saw things picture-perfect. That's how you translate that passage. He sees a picture of God, means he saw what God had to share with him, picture-perfect, which is what differentiates Moshe from all the other Nevi'im. All the other Nevi'im, however, are not like this, do not have this, the same, uh, even that image that they receive from God, the information, the the, the prophecy God's sharing with them, they don't see that picture perfect. They see that it's blurry, it's hazy, it's fuzzy. They get what they can get, and they get they, that's what it means that they get it in the riddles. They get it cryptically. <laughs> Via this image that Moshe Rabbeinu perceives that he receives from God, <laughs> he receives things with accurate, picture perfect uh, understanding and clarity on the bar much more than all the other prophets as we have explained he receives it exactly for what it is and even the master is only going to be able to get things um, as clear as possible but they're only going to be a little bit fuzzy because of all the lenses that are in the way even the master has lenses and filters in the way Moshe has one and it's totally polished so whatever he gets he gets picture perfect now, let's again remind ourselves, this picture-perfect um, perception, picture-perfect prophetic perception of Moshe isn't just a quantitative difference that separates him from the other Neveen, it's qualitative, and let's understand why. Why is it that Moshe has to have this picture-perfect prophetic perception? Why is that? The answer is because Moshe is there to bring down Torah. We call... The Tyra Tairas Mesha. Mesha emis for Sairasai Ames. Zikhru Tairas Maisha. The Khamisha Khom Shaitarah, the five books of Moses are called the five books of Moses. Tyr Shah Baal Pep, it's Shabikab rather, is brought in via Mesha. The words of of God are given to us via Mesha. The Saver Tyra is delivered via Maisha. Those are the ineffable, immutable, divine utterances of God Himself. In order for a human being to be able to provide us with Hashem's own Torah, Hashem's own words, Hashem's words, it has to be picture perfect. The other Nevi'im are giving us Hashem's information in their words. Their words. That's the fundamental difference between Moshe's Torah and everything after Moshe. Yeshua, Malachim, Shmuel, Ksubim. That's all Shmuel Hanavi's words relaying God's information. Yeshai's words relaying God's information. Chamishi the five books of Moses, is God's words and God's information. Moshe is sharing with us God's words, Hashem's own words. And for it to be Hashem's own words, there can't be any, 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 any fuzziness. There can't be any blurriness. There's fuzziness and blurriness. I'm not really saying God's words, Mamish. I'm saying God's information and how I understood it because there's inherent fuzziness and blurriness. This is why Moshe has to have things picture perfect because the Torah of Moshe is fundamentally on a higher level than the Torah of everyone else, because this is the words of God himself. So, so many things come together beautifully every day. This is why Maisha has to perceive God in his waking state. This is why Misha doesn't have anything but one very clear lens in the way, as Misha has to be able to have a total bonding experience with God way above that surpasses all the other Levim, because he's the only one that's bringing down the words of God himself. That's what's unique to Maisha, and that's what makes Maisha Rabbeinu's prophecy unique as well but very good this is where we will wrap up for this week for the Shabbos good Shabbos everyone we are two paragraphs away from finishing the paragraph which is two paragraphs away from finishing the entire third section that will be next week and uh, we'll figure out what to do when we get there after, after we finish we're not going to start the fourth section not before the summer break we'll have we'll figure out something else that's exciting to do um, from that point to the end of the month. thank you all for joining have a wonderful Shabbos and a good Shabbos